This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Two and one. <clears throat> I'm gonna keep this in as part of the open. You know, welcome yeah. everybody. Here we go. Well, welcome everybody to the Investors Roundtable. I'm your host Robert Kraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby K Kraft, B O B B Y K K R A F T. And we, you know, I don't even know how to start with the intro for this today because we've just been cracking up already from like just from even as soon as we got on here today. You know, we got Steve, we got Stephen Keel in a hacienda somewhere. Thomas is somewhere in Europe. We're not even sure. But uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to introduce our, our panelists today. We got Thomas Brazil, 507 Capital. What's up, Tom? Yo, Bobby. I'm still working on your open. Come on. You need like where are you gonna you gotta like a catchy open, you know? Like no, it's Tom. a B-O-B-B-Y K-R-A-F-T. That's his opening. Yeah, it's like, are you down with OPP? But are you yeah. down with the B-O-B-B-Y K-K-R-A-F-T? That's that's what we're right. I like it. I like it. Okay, that got a, something around there, but it's like the. I think that's t-shirtable. You know, you don't. It is the bob. No, you just put put that in the front and put it on the craft in the back. I People might think actually, you're related to to you know Robert Kraft or something. I'll tell you right now. I do think I I, I do have an idea for a t-shirt, and you know what? I'm going to disclose it right now. Is from from Planet Microcap. You know, I ask everybody. You know, from for full disclosure, are you a shareholder? That's like a perfect friggin' t-shirt right now. That's right. Oh, that you would know? be great. You gotta That'd get the cool, merch. Right? What, kind of, what, what is the Bobby Craft Incorporated's like merch revenue stream right now? Come on, we gotta get the rep up. It is, I think it's less than zero because it's just- Come on. I think, because it's well, from, the, from, the, from the brain capital, from the brain capital that's already been expended towards it. <laughs> and, How did you uh, get, oh. wait a minute, before we go on, you can yeah. intro me in a second here, but I have a question yeah. for Thomas. You're clearly in some sort of, Airbnb hotel room there, but it looks like you have you brought your office chair from London to Italy <laughs> solely for the purpose of work. I bought you know this chair, Amazon basics, like 150 bucks. And you, and you carry it with you? Did you guys take a ship there? Did you fly oh, with it? Amazon.co.uk. So so wherever you visit, you have a new chair shipped. I have That's what you're saying. No, I bought it on Amazon.co.uk. And I delivered it to, to Italy. Amazon.co.it, excuse me. I feel like he's he's hiding something from this like chair. Like he's like running like a chair like consortium or some kind of yeah. chair like like desk chair empire. And I, yet and yet we're not being let in on it despite the fact that we sit in them all day. I know. Well it's a nice chair. There, I mean, you know, the background looks like I'm glad you made the bed. Uh, but the chair looks nice. I didn't so. make it. I didn't make it. Someone else made it. <laughs> Glad you made I, your daughter. I, the bed, top. I don't. I don't even touch the stuff underneath. <laughs> like, yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Put that on a t-shirt. We should get the merch. Here we go. Right here. Before we move on, Bobby, we got to work on merch. I'm gonna. We're gonna brainstorm. I'm not gonna say anything. I might ask for a cut, but we're gonna work on some merch. Oh, don't you worry. To Bye merch is definitely coming i've been wanting to do merch for a while we got we got t-shirt machines in the office and stuff i mean we're gonna don't worry we're gonna we're gonna bang out a couple shirts i'm telling you right now and we're gonna be in multiple sizes not just extra small so steven can show off his you know military <laughs> kind of thing but anyways we got we got steven kill from arquitos capital what's up steven <laughs> well 10 minutes in yeah thank you it's nice to be here always good to be with thomas you know I, I don't know we can we can get into this but thomas and i go way back i mean it's probably been 10 plus years now when thomas was in high school yeah i think we <laughs> i think we met at an annual meeting at one of these micro caps um even, yeah but i think we knew each other before then that was the first time we met in person it was you me jeremy deal a few others but so uh, we'd been talking before that and i think it was maybe the fnx thing or one of the very yeah. early situations because i i started my fund in 2012 and i think you and i talked i started some managed accounts in 09 
when I was still a lawyer. And I think you and I talked or at least emailed or something even before I started my fund. And so here we are, Thomas and I are both on the board of Enterprise Diversified. We've known each other for a long time. We share an office um, in New York and you know he's given me a number of different, very attractive stock ideas and I've given him entertainment through the years. Come on. It's a fair trade. I mean, I like, you know, I think, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, hanging out with people that not, it's not about, you don't want to be too tribal, but there's, there's something you, you learn a lot from interactions with others. And I, I get a lot out of it. So, you know, it's a good yeah. you know, friendship with, with people that are out there in the trenches and, and investing capital. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, this is why I started a podcast. So I can somehow infiltrate my way into like longstanding friendships, you know, and, uh, and somehow carve out a friendship for myself within that. So, I, you know, we, yeah, there you go. You got to buy your way in. in. Yeah. Everything's transactional. You know, I guess, is this any <laughs> indication? Yeah. Right. Is this any indication for what our topic is for today? I hope we have some meat for what we want to do, but I, I think, I, th I think we got a little meat on the bones today. And uh, I mean, our, our topic, to, I mean, unless you guys want to just talk meme stocks again, because clearly it's all back in the, it's back in vogue today. Uh, but I, 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 if you want, I, I'll, 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 I mean, look, it's, I don't it's actually a, know what the topic, what's the topic? <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> well, look, the topic is, did you buy call options on GameStop? Just, just in case, just, yeah, just like buy case. front month call options at $50 higher than the current here's price, my, just in case next year. My issue with GameStop. So if you watch those roaring kidding videos, he's amazing. Who? I want to meet him. We should hire him. We should hire oh, him. Roaring Kitty, the guy Willow Oak. He's amazing. Yeah. The videos are great. He was right. It was amazing. <clears throat> great call. Good for him. Uh, Wait, has he sold any? That's the question. Because no, he, he ended up buying him. more. Nah, he sold. He sold. He sold. But he did buy more. You're right. But yeah. Sold. I mean, you got it. You got to cash out no matter what at that point, right? I mean, it's at three hundred dollars or something. He's worth forty million, and then he goes all the way down to be worth like three or four million. I mean, you got to. I think anytime you've got twenty million in embedded gains, no matter what your view is in the stock, you might as well just cash part of that in, right? You know, I, mean, I just price, price to value. You know, it's interesting. I just did an interview with uh, Corey Hofstein that I'll be sharing uh, in a couple of weeks, and we were talking about you know that realized gain and the risk that comes with when you then eventually decide to sell. And yeah. I thought that was quite fascinating. He gets, he gets way more academic than I do because he's a genius and I'm, you know, me, but uh, it, it, it's pretty quite, it's quite interesting, especially when you start talking about when, um, especially with all these meme stocks, when people decide to monetize yeah. or if, if, if it's really more of just about the gamification of holding till, I don't know. Whenever. whenever, Bobby, whenever you make the comment, because you, you do this really every week about know, how I, you're I, just a little simpleton, you don't know what's going on. I feel like you want one of us to stand up and say, hey, Bobby, come on, you're a smart guy. Like, it's oh, good. Oh, no, I actually yeah. would prefer if you went along like, no, yeah, Bob, you're right. You are a dunce. I would actually prefer that. Well, it's just like Charlie Munger says, it's better to assume your, your 10 IQ points lower than you actually are than to assume your 10 points higher. It's a happier life, you know. It's better for everyone around. Um, it's also better for your investing. Like yeah. what this is the thing is like, I was talking. I was talking about this earlier today with somebody. We were talking about Bill Ackman. This person actually knows him, so we we're talking about him. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've run across him a few times throughout my career, but just like you know, casually at a meeting or something. And I've heard he's like an, an egomaniac, and, and he is when you talk to him. He seems very conceited, and and, and it, it's a cost. It's a cost to him because he's a fantastic investor but there's a cost to all that ego. So, you know, being self-deprecating and, you know, being humble about what you know and what you don't know is incredibly valuable. Like you can even monitor, there's just so much value in just being like, you know, I'm not really sure. So well, I won't wait as large or I won't be as aggressive. You know, I, I think there's a lot of value. In I just think you guys are too nice. You should double down on my dunceness. You know, it's well, just stop personal opinions. Nice. Yeah, personal opinions are not the reflection of each of the panel members nor the host at any given time. And I will full disclosure, I do own uh, some, some so Pershing nice. Square holdings. <laughs> it's so nice to have a lawyer. It's so nice to have a lawyer on the panel hey, today. <laughs> I actually like that trade. And let me tell you why. It's a great trade. Let's yeah. hear it. SPAC sponsors, man. But this is going to be a terrible way to pitch an investment. It's cheap. He's it recently cheap. divorced. And so he just had a kid with his new wife. So he's happy. 
you know, happy. So wait a minute. Re when you say when you say recently divorced, but now he's remarried very soon after and a new kid. So what's the timeline here as you're tracking Bill Ackman's personal life for investment purposes? Look, when was look, the divorce final? Was the conception of the child previous to the to the divorce, the finalization of the divorce? What was the year we had a really bad performance? Oh, yeah, three years. It was three years in a row, right? And then last year was, was good. Like, I think it was like 2018 at the Pershing Square Holding meeting in London. And yeah. the guy interviewing him was like grilling him about his divorce. And I was like, is this even like, I don't know, should we talk about this? It's kind of sad. And it's like talking about how he's not in a good place and all this stuff. And uh, kind of I suppose that's good that he's very open about it. But, you know, I think all that bodes well. It's also cheap. It trades under NAV. Also, oh, the discount to NAV and Tontine, yeah. Yeah, and you get the you get the Tontine. Uh, I don't really understand how the Tontine promote for them works, but I'm sure Steve. Has well, it's not traditional, you know. So I mean, they're not going to benefit to the same degree that some of the other SPAC right. sponsors are. And you know, I have a position in Pendrel that sponsored Holicity. Holicity bought that rocket company. Uh, the value of Pendrel in and of itself now is like double than what it was before. But you know, it, I mean, Bobby's just going to drop up two hundred thousand dollars to buy a share of it personally. I mean, it's the one thing that's, that's the thing. Bobby always talks about every week. He doesn't own individual stocks because he's so brilliant. Well, he says he's not smart enough to do it, but what he's doing is proving that he's smart, smarter than, you know, this is what I'm getting at at the, the IQ thing. But, the, the, <laughs> but what you should do is like, whenever we're going to talk about Pendrel on this week to week, except for when I'm on, just buy one share, just buy one share, probably worth $400,000 a share. The bid, I think, is two hundred thousand. You could probably get it for two fifty, three hundred or so, decent value. They just sponsored a second SPAC called Colicity. So you have to appreciate the alliteration in the SPAC names as well. You know, Chamath just goes, I think, A B C D or whatever. But uh, Pendrel, Colicity, Colicity. What do we got next? You know, there's always another. Um, uh, you know, there's a third one, a fourth one, a fifth one that would be interesting. But they just sponsored that, which will add if they make an acquisition, that's a big if, it's another $200,000 per share to Pendrel as a SPAC sponsor. So that's very attractive, of course. Uh, Pershing Square is a little bit different because obviously the Tontine structure uh, is, and it's larger, but uh, given the, and it's more liquid, and given the fact that Pershing Square Holdings already trades at a significant discount to its NAV, it's all gravy from here. You know, it's a decent investment just at the discount and then you add in the possibility of the acquisition through the, the Pershing Square Tontine, you know, why not have a little position in that? I think it's a smart thing to do. No, I like it. I'm a buyer. <clears throat> and I own some. Yeah. No, I don't actually own any. I'm just saying I'm a buyer. Actually, I do own a little bit, but like not enough to make it, but that's full disclosure, Bobby, just for you. Bobby, P-O-B-B-Y. Oh, oh, no, you, 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 you did it. I appreciate that. You know, especially when we have our lawyer on the panel today, he's going to make sure. That well, I think, you, I mean, is it non-material? I think you have to disclose every position, not just non-material <laughs> positions. As Thomas just mentioned, he said, no, I don't own it. Well, I'd be a buyer, but I don't own any. But then he said he did own it, even if it's not material. So, you know, I think you, you got to you got to put it out there then that Thomas does, in fact, own some of a non-material. Like this whole show could be a huge disclaimer for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is technically Wait, like, why don't we talk this about is the board of directors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favorite. So, so you why for watching crypto videos are always like, this is for entertainment purposes. And then they basically go into why you should buy some token. And I'm like, actually, and even some of these shows, like some of them are quite interesting, Bobby, but they don't do, I mean, they do disclosures, I guess, but I don't know. We just, we just, we just double do it. We double do it because we, I mean, we put a disclosure statement at the beginning, but we like to, you know, just, you never hear it on on those shows where they're like, "Yeah, actually, I do own this. I own this." You know, oh yeah, that's true. Actually, right saying it, you know what I mean, or not owning it, you know. But, well, it's different stock. when you're talking about micro caps. Yeah, yeah. It's different. You you know, Pendrel, like you, that's very liquid, but it's like, of course, it's cheap and there's a really good story, and you can kind of ride it along if you have a fun. But if you're like an individual, yeah, you could buy that, but it's sort of, you know, for an individual, it's a little different. Like, I don't really want a whole portfolio of things to worry about. I just kind of want like. To do the best things I can find, and then that's it. I don't want like a full portfolio. Well, what's your favorite? I mean, are you are you willing to discuss your favorite investment right now? You no, know, like, no, I learned. You know, the only stock I own is Nampi, and you know that. <laughs> just trying to put it out there. I'm leading you. You know, it's like I mean, you just you just blew the setup. I don't even need me. I got nothing to sell. I like it. 
<laughs> Get out of here. I you like it. Blew the, you blew the setup. <laughs> but, but you know so you own a material part? amount. I don't know. So I mean, <laughs> material for me, I mean, uh, okay, I own, I don't know, like five or six, almost $600,000 worth. Okay. Okay. That's material for me because I have most of my stuff. In is a material, I mean, if you're worth $100 million, I think the material materiality threshold is typically 5%. Right, so it'd be a ten million dollar net worth, and if you own five hundred thousand dollars, you yeah, only have not. to disclose it according to your principles if you're above that level. <laughs> you own it too, so why don't you tell tell everybody why you like it, Steve? Come on, I like it because Thomas likes it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yes, yes, but also other reasons. Um, I don't know because you know this thing is going to post tomorrow. So I mean, we'll, we'll talk. Do you want to talk about this for a minute? We can talk about it. Go for what it. we have going on. So, yeah. I mean, I mean we, I, the whole point of this pod was to talk earnings. Here we go. There's earnings. And I don't know how much earnings money. there are in Break. it, but <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> there wasn't Q4, but that's, I might not replicate again. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> no, so I mean, I, I, I was familiar with Namtai a long time ago. And in fact, I, I believe Marty Whitman owned it like 10, 15 years ago or something, Third Avenue. And um, yeah, somewhat familiar with it back then, never owned it, but <clears throat> Thomas uh, reintroduced it to me uh, last fall and Izzo Capital, which ironically enough, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna go on too many tangents here, but ironically enough, uh, Izzo Capital is the activist investor involved in Namtai and Izzo owned AL, some ALJJ <laughs> uh, at the time that Thomas and I first probably connected at that annual meeting seven years ago something along those lines, eight years ago. And uh, so Brian Shee at Izzo Capital there. <clears throat> um, and I don't know if he, I doubt he still owns ALJ, but I think he might've been close with, uh, with, with Jess Ravitch there or something along those lines. Right, correct me if I'm wrong or don't, I don't care. But uh, this is, we, the point is we, we are familiar with uh, Izzo Capital and Brian Shee going back a long time, seven, eight years. And uh, so he's the activist investor with Namtai. Uh, there was a, uh, a major investment in 2017 from Kaiza, uh, which I don't know how you want to describe them, Thomas, a, a Chinese real estate development company. Or I mean, they're a, they're a very famous company. Like, yeah, like Hong Kong developer and, and mainland China, a little bit of mainland China, but mainly Hong yeah. Kong. So they're like a, a well, they're like a $3 billion publicly traded company, US dollars. So they, they put in about $200 million US uh, in 2017 into Namtai at a 17 and change, $17 per share and change. Uh, at the time, Namtai had documents on their website saying that their development projects uh, led to the, the value of the company itself at 40, 40 plus dollars per share. Okay, this was three or four years ago. Um, so more recently, uh, uh, Brian, Brian, uh, she, Brian Izzo Capital um, started accumulating shares. They own approximately 11% of the company. Um, they uh, put an activist slate together, uh, and uh, then Kaiza. There's a lot of other kind of details here, but it led to Kaiza eventually doing a private placement to themselves last year at nine dollars and seventeen cents a share, I believe, when the stock was trading around five or six or seven, <clears throat> and and. Uh, the stock eventually came down to about 450 a share at the end of last year. But anyway, the reason reason Kaiser did this was to solidify their control and uh, and to freeze out uh, Izzo Capital from successfully calling a special meeting in order to attempt to reconstitute the board. And so uh, Izzo sued. There's a trial in the British Virgin Islands. Uh, Thomas, uh, I mean, we both followed it very closely, but Thomas. Uh, you know, watched it on Zoom every day. And uh, that trial concluded yesterday. The closing arguments concluded yesterday. The results, the, the judge will make a determination March 3rd. Uh, potentially then that could lead to uh, a, special, a special meeting being called and uh, attempted success from the activists. Now, Thomas has a lot more details to fill in, but that's the high level. And from an investment thesis, from from my perspective, is you know I was buying in at four fifty five bucks a share before the before the end of the year last year. 
you say at the very least, it's worth what that private placement price was at 917. Now it's somewhere around there today, but uh, also worth at least the $17 that guys put in four years ago when the company was saying the stock was worth 40. Now, a lot of uh, several of these development projects are now starting to generate revenue as we saw in the Q4 results. So there were earnings in, in there. Um, and so, you know, the value is who the heck knows, but it's several multiples likely of where it's at even now, let alone where it was at at $5 a couple of months ago. Uh, and so that's that's the general high level thesis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of special situation things going on there as well. There might be a buyout offer uh, if uh, Izzo wins and takes control of the board. There could be a number of strategic uh, developments, company specific things, and it's all positive. Agree. All right, nothing else to add. That. It's been a fun I, I podcast. Know. I, I, listen, I was going to say, I know. I wish I, I wish I had more to say. I don't know. The, I don't, actually, I don't know. The you know what's interesting about the situation is, I think, and I've pitched it to a number of just like value guys. You know, you talk with ideas with friends, and the pushback you're always sort of like heuristical pushback. It's like, well, this is in China. I don't know anything about China, uh, and everybody knows there's lots of fraud. So, like, this is probably not real. And I've heard people <laughs> pushbacks be like, oh well. Um, you know, I don't like real estate development because there's no earnings and like, I don't know how to like value it. Okay. And there's like, oh, poor car for governance. I don't know how to discount that. I'm not going to even look at it. Or people say things like, haven't the Con brothers been in the, the Con brothers zones for a long time? Haven't they been in this thing forever? Like, isn't this a value trap? So you get these- Yeah, they've been in it since 1952. The Con brothers have been in it. Well, <laughs> yes, they, they are like, in it. <laughs> I always think, I, for, for myself, I think of like valuation is like, you know, the market's decently efficient. And for me, like where are the inefficiencies are kind of on the extremes. So you'll find them in like actually quite safe things can be inefficient in the sense of like getting five or 10% for something that's incredibly safe. You think like, God, that's crazy. But it's, there's some, there's no natural buyer of it or no natural participant to actually be the other side of the trade. And the other side is true too. Like things are very explosively, um, potentially valuable, um, can have a similar quality, which is I think the market over discounts are just investors in general. They become sort of lepers, you know, you're not allowed to touch that. Like, you know, you get fired at work. So all the people that I've reached out to or that reached out to me over Twitter or whatever about Nantai, what's interesting is they're all putting in their PA, but no one's putting in their fund. And I'm like, what's going on with this? Like, why is everybody putting this in their PA? But like, they're too scared to bring it up at like, you know, an investment committee meeting or do work on it. Um, I think that's very interesting psychologically. Like, what are we doing wrong here? What's wrong? With the well, they want certainty. Not? Yeah, I mean, they want certainty. So once the trial is over and the result, well, the trial is over, but once the result comes out for the trial, right. that's when they're safe. They feel safe enough, CYA style, to to suggest it. You know, when you're in a in an organization right. that requires some collaboration and things like that. And this is the beauty of the one man investment committee, one woman investment committee. Totally agree. We can make these decisions when there's. There is uncertainty, right? Um, but you know, as Bono said, uncertainty can be a guiding light. And in our case here, that gives us the opportunity to take advantage Bono of the quote. Bono said that Paul Houston. Bono and said so, that? Right, Bono put it on your T-shirt. Put it on your T-shirt. <laughs> Elevation yeah, Capital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can ballpark the downside, right? But this gives yeah. us another multiple yeah. on the upside because we're getting in right. before there's that certainty. Even though, look, even if they, even if Izzo Capital loses the trial, the stock will probably trade higher because there's certainty. I mean, it's worth, they, yeah. you know, Kaiser said it's worth at least 917. So it's going to trade well, higher than that once the trial's over, at least, even if, if Izzo loses. If, if the private placement goes through, the cash stays on the balance sheet. So the cash from the private placement doesn't. So I, I should probably just frame this a little bit. So the, the, the Kaiser guys, or excuse me, the, uh, the activists basically came out and they, they didn't like the land deal that um, Nantai did a few years ago. Uh, they thought they over, not an overpay, but it wasn't that great of a deal. And they were like, why would you do this? Like you have land that is valued at like zero and we can make like 10 X on that. Why would you go and buy land at market price when the land prices are pretty high? You should be a seller, not a buyer. And then fast forward, they call a special meeting. They got the votes. They need 30% to call a special meeting to, you know, requisition a special meeting under BVI law. And under BVI law, you're also allowed to change the entire board at a special meeting. Under Delaware law, you, you have to go to an annual. So they had it. And the thing was like a lock. What does the company do? 
they say, okay, we're not sure if you have the votes, we're going to delay, you know, agreeing to this or not. And meanwhile, we've gotten all these demand letters from our banks saying that we owe them the money. Um, and so we need to do this rights offering so that we have enough capital so there's no liquidity crisis. You know, I, I don't want to like draw windows into souls and say like the company are bad people or whatever. We could talk about like, you could just follow the incentives and probably come to the conclusions here. But let's say that the, the company does win, like you have a lot of cash in the balance sheet. Someone's $200 million is a $550 million market cap at five at, at, at uh, 9.15 or 9.30. Um, and so, you know, the value of the real estate is, is crazy. I mean, you're, you're, okay, bad corporate governance, yes, but you're buying $300 million. Uh, you're buying at a market value or enterprise value of probably $300 million if you accept the cash. And uh, I mean, the, the real estate is probably worth $2 billion plus. So it's, it's, it's like you're, you're getting a big discount there. Now, I don't know if the stock would go up even if they win, but, but there's still, there's still, it's not, you're not going to get hit that hard. Like the downside is quite muted. And yet the upside, if the activists actually win and are called, uh, are allowed to call a special meeting and replace the entire board, the thing, you know, in my opinion, and I could, I could walk you through the numbers is this thing's easily $50. Um, and, you know, you can use different people's numbers, um, but I'll use yours. Basically, use my numbers. Well, I mean, the activists have some very high numbers that, that they use, and I understand where they're coming from. I think they're right, but aggressive, uh, but they're right. I mean, you have to think about, like, where this land is. It's in the middle of Shenzhen, uh, uh, where, they're, where, you know, the Communist Party of China has basically set out a 13-year plan where they're going to make this into the Silicon Valley of China. Now, if the Communist Party of China is standing behind a region as being the Silicon Valley of China, and... Uh, yeah, it's not in the beginnings, but I can get on the front end of that and I can get it cheap. That sounds interesting. Uh, so, but, I, but it is interesting to me, and I agree with you, Steve. It's kind of back to your point. I don't want to change it back to this, but you're so right. Like, part of the issues with institutional money management is things have to be not only a good idea, but they need to be somewhat safe. You know, like people are not necessarily uh, there's the reputational issues. Uh, there's, there's things that just become uninvestable, not touchable and, um, uncertainty, risk and uncertainty kind of get conflated, right? Things with a lot of uncertainty, people won't touch, even though there's not as much risk as they think, given the price of paying, remember it's handicapped, uh, but risk and uncertainty kind of get conflated and people like kind of forget that they're not the same thing. How'd you guys find yeah. this Bobby? idea? What's that? How'd you guys find this idea? Thomas, you know, I really like this thing called BAM SEC. I don't know if anybody else uses it, um, but I really love it. It sends you updates on all the SEC filings. I know you can set up like an RSS feed for, uh, the, uh, for, for filings, but BAM SEC is fantastic. We'll yeah. put a link in the show notes. Won't we Bobby? They're going to, they're, they're, they're going <laughs> to give us a t-shirt. Right? No. Well, wait a minute. Why yeah. are we giving away the secrets here? I mean, look, <laughs> We manage money oh, for other on. people, Thomas. This isn't an intellectual exercise. <laughs> we should not, keep these no. secrets. You know why you give it away? Because it, it comes back to you, man. I'm telling you, like, the more people you talk with, and they'll help your ideas, they'll tell your ideas stupid. Like, they'll really help you craft your ideas. And now, if something's tiny, like, if you don't want to talk, you probably shouldn't talk about pin draw. I'm surprised you even brought it up. But if, if something <laughs> is nobody... a little more liquid... <laughs> way to turn it around but <laughs> i mean look if someone's going to drop 200 250 000 on a share we're going to assume they're accredited but uh... <laughs> i forgot it was that much yeah no I'm, I'm just playing with you look i mean i i agree there's karma here we do get it back and it, it, there is benefits to to talking sharing ideas and getting feedback for your own as long as you don't defend it you know like you, I, it's not a good thing to get into an argument defending your position it's oh, yeah, discussing yeah, yeah. the position because you don't want to psychologically um, commit yourself to consistency <laughs> on your position. Um, and so, but, but look, this is the reason why Bobby uh, has these podcasts and we talk about these interesting uh, things. And this is why, you know, I think we've built this community of, of interesting investors and collaborators and all that is, uh, so I, I'm joking uh, about giving hey. away the secrets because ultimately the secret is judgment. It's the individual judgment yeah, and is. commitment. No, and no, discipline. no, it's, judgment. it's not an idea. It, it's, Let me... it's judgment. And also there's portfolio management of like for yourself, like position sizing, yeah. you know, watching risk, knowing when to kind of put a little more risk on, take a little risk off, things like that. Like it takes a lot of judgment. It's really a craft. It's not, yeah. Not just it, like, you know, going to BAM SEC. Let, let me ask you guys no a question. Well, you know, when you guys are talking, you know, you're talking, you know, ideas and whatnot. 
have you ever come into a situation where like you're an hour into talking about a stock and the merits, you know, one way or the other, and you're finding yourself that, you know, the person you're talking to, it's, it seems like they actually agree with the idea, but the problem is, is that, and where you really defer. And at, after that hour, you're like, wait, it was just both of our, our timing was just very, very different. And that's now why we have a completely different thought process. Yeah, on the thesis totally. Idea. Look, you have that in your investors, you know, in the fund. And I, I run a very concentrated investment fund that can be volatile. And the investors who were here in 2016 and 17 are happy. And those that were joined in 2018-19 are not, <laughs> even though on average over that five-year time period, we've done very well. And, and since the launch of the fund, you know, um, full disclosure, you know, not, not to uh, no, no specific uh, returns, but happy enough. We did well enough that the fund continues <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy and I can. Steve, this is, this is kind of a, <laughs> this is a pseudo board of directors meeting right now. I mean, yeah, know. it's public, <laughs> but uh, we should put this on clubhouse, by the way, we should have a discussion on clubhouse about name tie Thomas. I've got clubhouse. I got clubhouse on my phone. Can you guys explain to me? I'm like, not I into it. Joined, I'm not into I haven't it. Into it. I haven't tried it yet. Bobby, I'm are we following each other already. on Clubhouse? I don't know. I don't. I have it's, no um, idea. I, I literally just I got it like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't jumped in any conversations because I have no idea what the heck it is. I feel I feel very behind the times. I feel like I'm finally having like my my adult like past his prime moment. Is that what's happening? Like <laughs> well, maybe we can get Roaring Boomer. We can get Roaring Kitty on there and uh, Boomer, Boomer moment, <laughs> and have a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what you're doing. By the way, you know Thomas's response to like now I know for sure he didn't read my the topic for today because his response no, to I really coming didn't. on today was crypto. That was, it was one word, crypto. Um, I'm in, and and All right. the topic was supposed to be earnings, of course. So oh, my bad. <laughs> well, he didn't say there were earnings. Like, would there be earnings? There's no such thing true. as earnings there. Well, that's so. what I, yeah, that's what I wanted to explore. Earnings. I wanted to understand why why Thomas said just crypto one word, and then wanted to come. Oh up my bad. I you know. No, I no, probably, not your bad at all. I just want to know. I, I'm I'm curious. I want to know your thoughts. I mean, what do you mean crypto earnings? I don't know, just mm. crypto. You responded crypto. I want to know. The answer is yes. That's what his response you know, you, is. We had the crypto panel. I liked all the people on the panel. And I, Jeff Dorman, yeah. I think, is super interesting. And all the other guys. And uh, interesting. Uh, it's interesting really to get other people's perspective on the space. I, I'm, like, deep in it. Like, I've got, like, a very large distress situation going on in crypto. Yeah, but you're not owning. Yeah. This is the difference. And this is where Thomas yeah, but I still own, I is still more own sophisticated. Bitcoin. I own Bitcoin. Yeah, but most Bitcoin. of your... Your big play, you're not betting, you're not really directionally betting with a significant, a material amount of your net worth. You're directionally betting on an arbitrage special situation that involves crypto elements. And so this is what I think I want to make the point to retail investors, not only with crypto, but everything else that's been going on in the market in the last six months. Because I have people coming at me, individuals, friends, you know, things like that, oh, some unsophisticated people. On, well, it's annoying, you know, because people come to me and maybe they'll watch this and they say, well, look, I'm, I'm thinking about getting in the market now. What do you think I should buy? Or I'm going to buy Bitcoin right now. What do you think one way or the other? And it's like, look, why are you buying into it? Right. This is this is I'm not going to compare it directly to the bubble, or the real estate bubble or the, the tech bubble in the late 90s. But when you got people coming out of the woodwork that you haven't talked to in 10 years that have never really invested before and they're coming at you saying, I'm going to. What, what do you think if I put $10,000 into this? And, you know, my response is like, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't gamble. You know, I don't gamble with my money. I don't gamble with the investor's money. That's not, I'm not interested in that. But you've got all of these people doing it at once. Something is up. Okay. This is the question of the taxi driver saying that they bought into, you know, whatever pets.com in 99 or your barber or something like that. And so I agree. <clears throat> Thomas is not doing that is what I'm saying though. Replies. No, let me finish though. No, no, Thomas, okay. you're not doing that. You're doing a special situation that is that where your downside is understood, your upside is potentially unlimited. Sure. You also have some directional bets, but like you, you what you are doing is 50 times more sophisticated 
than just go buying Ethereum off a of Coinbase or something like that. So, so I don't want people to think like, oh, Thomas is bullish on like crypto. So this is what we're doing. Thomas is going to make money no matter what. Actually, okay. Oh, 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 <laughs> I am actually bullish. And in full disclosure, I own both Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and uh, a tiny bit of Doge. It's not significant. <laughs> you, and, you and Elon. And, and I will tell you that it is incredibly risky. And I would never tell anybody to buy any significant amount of crypto unless they fully know what they're doing and they're very rich and they can lose the money. Um, but I would agree with you in the sense of like, that's mispriced bets. I mean, the whole play of that, that situation which you're talking about, which I can talk about here if you really want, is Mount Cox was, we were buying $0.50 cent dollars with a play on Bitcoin. We were buying basically levered Bitcoin at a very cheap price. And that was the play. And you're right. But I always thought like, oh, if this really works, like instead of making 10x, I will make 40x. That's very interesting. And so it was a, in my mind, a very mispriced. Downside's the same. That's the, that's the whole point. This is what makes Thomas a professional. Downside is fairly similar in either situation. Upside with what he did is significantly higher in the yeah, way that he true. structured it. And so that's what you, that's what you do. This is the Joel Greenblatt book. But you're fine. No. You're trying to find the same. You're trying to find the same thing in a stock, right? But you you're your risk thing. reward is more heavily in your favor than. Now I feel like I'm Bill Bitcoin. Clinton. Like you, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but right, you, what, the way you structure it, that's security. <laughs> that's right. But like, but you're this this way. So when people come and ask us how we make decisions <laughs> and things like that, like what they should do. Thomas is playing a different game, okay? <laughs> and Thomas's game is significantly more in his favor. And so you can't copy think, that unless so, you're a professional, you know what you're doing. Yes, okay, there are people that can copy it, but yes, I mean, yes, I would agree that- But they've chosen yeah, not think, to. The damn tie situation is what we just talked about. You've, you've laid it out very clearly and perfectly. Uh, it makes all the sense in the world to me. Who else is in it? You and me? Who else? <laughs> No, you I know told all these other people. people no, yeah, and they're PAs. I know a lot of people that own their PA. And they're PAs, and, but and where's it, where's the fifty million dollar investment? Firm. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. I can't get my my family office is well, it cannot get off zero. But you know, my only reply to those two things is two things. I was I was telling a friend about some security that had gone up like fifteen x last year, and he said, and I said, guy, you know, I I spoke to the guy. I think he might have like gotten into the B club, and he was like, what do you mean? I was like. I, I think he crossed into a billion dollars on this one one thing. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, Tom, there are a lot of ways to become a billionaire last year. And I was like, oh, it's actually it's actually really true. It's quite funny. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. I think that's kind of a, I'm not I'm not going Jeremy Grantham and saying like burst into flames at any moment. So that was one thing. But then another is like this same guy we were talking about like how best to hedge in a market like this, Steve. And I was like, I don't know. I think. Probably making as much money as you can on the way up is probably the yeah, best way to hedge. That's true. That's because probably it's, it's true. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I think you know things are pretty, pretty, pretty frothy, and but you don't know where you know infinity. Where is infinity? You know, we're like approaching infinity with with some of these valuations, and uh, that's okay. You know, it's okay. Well, valuations, the, the word doesn't mean anything <laughs> anymore is, is say, the thing. Um, how do you define well, How do you define it nowadays? I mean, you, that's a whole nother It's It's hard. It's hard. I, it's hard. I mean, I think, I think it is, is definitely hard. And this is, it's, you know, I look at like a lot of value managers who are fantastic investors who've had a really hard time in the last like 10 years. Like even, you know, Steve, like only because of special sits have you sort of made it as a fund yeah. manager. Yeah. Right. If you no, the last three value, years, you would have been slaughtered. Value killed me the last three years. You know, I, I had a right. tremendous track record, and then I was down 18, 19, 20. And now we're doing doing really well. The last six months again here, but you know, why did it kill me? Is because I got in. I I did not do as many special situation things, and I did more of traditional value, and that killed me the last few years. Right. Um, and I missed an opportunity with Thomas a couple of years ago with Belmont. You know, if I would have taken advantage of that. Um, you and I would be, you know, well, if you would have done more options with it, and uh, I would have you're put really it in the right Yeah, I was going to say, you're not, too, you're not too, too bad in, in the hospital. You're doing all right, Steve. Yeah, he's doing okay. <laughs> poor, no, it's, poor uh, bro Bobby, you got hey, Steve, windows? Come on. Hey, man. Steve, let me, yeah, window. I know. I know, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm in my office today. Wait, I mean, I didn't order a chair. I didn't order a chair to get delivered here in Puerto Rico, like you. 
I mean, once I hit that level, <laughs> then I'll, wherever I go, I just have a chair delivered. <laughs> Same chair. Yeah, right. you, you see that chair right there? That chair was made in 1952. Sit on that for about five minutes and your butt hurt. Come on. Can't, can't, can't work like this. How long did it take the chair to show up? I don't know. It wasn't so bad. You know, uh, I'm telling you, Amazon.co.it. I'm sure Amazon's going to eat the world. Software's not eating the world. Amazon's eating the world. Uh, it's fast here. You get Amazon like you could do next. They do next day here in Italy. I saw, you know, I saw, a, I saw, a, I got a Yahoo Finance alert yesterday that because I, I didn't see the DG, the, the DGCOA meeting yesterday. And I guess, I guess. Um, this is, I, he's talking about Daily Journal, not Doggy Coin. Yeah. yeah or Doggy Coin. Yeah. 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 Crypto. I was like, yeah. What crypto? Yeah. Which, one? Which one? Hold on a second. No, it was an, it was an annual meeting where they Bye. got a bunch of like, they went to a dog park. They got a bunch of like mixes together. And, uh, no, but he said in the daily. So he said in the Daily Journal meeting, um, you know, so he was comparing Costco, something about Costco, uh, comparing something that Costco has that Amazon doesn't. I didn't watch it, but I don't know. Maybe you guys caught something that he said on that. What does Costco have that Amazon? I don't know. Have? I don't know. I was hoping you guys watched it. <laughs> Membership? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I watched it. Uh, I don't. I mean, you can't. Any whatever. good nuggets? We, Fine. Here, let's, this is a better question. Steve, give us some good nuggets from yesterday. Well, I mean, the yeah, comments about fun. Bitcoin are always listen. fun. We'll we'll keep the crypto thing going. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I it, it can't do things justice here. But um, I, you know, you always love his comments about his. his I don't want to call them cryptic comments, but the comments about Musk and and uh, how they won't be following, you know, Tesla into into Bitcoin and things like that. Um, too bad it wasn't live. I mean, I used to go every year live and uh, do love the, the individuals who ask questions about how to live their life and uh, expect some sort of grandfatherly advice, great grandfatherly advice from somebody who clearly doesn't want to give it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we lost uh, Thomas for a moment there, but uh, so what can we do to uh, make some comments that Thomas is unable to respond to. I don't know. Should we talk about? Uh, actually, you know what? I can find. I can say for for once, you know, for full disclosure, I do own some Bitcoin. Ah, uh, ah, oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, you I, go. I, I I got a little Bitcoin. You know, I got. Hey, Bobby! Now you're no I, longer Bobby. Now you're Bobby. No, but yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you want to know? Oh. I owned a quarter of a Bitcoin that I bought when Bitcoin was five hundred dollars. I bought it for $125. I just sold it uh, last year uh, for like $5,000 or something like that. But I held it all those years. Stevie, and the only reason, football, baby. <laughs> the only reason I bought it though was because I was going to arbitrage across the exchanges because this was like, I don't know, five, six years ago when the exchanges all had yep. listed different prices. And I was going to buy some on one exchange, try to get it transferred over and sell it on the other. But like logistically, it was too difficult to do. And so I actually had it in like a Coinbase account when Coinbase first started, it was like $125. I forgot about it for three years. I just totally, you know, was like, forget it. And this was even, I think 2013, 14 hey, or something like that. The best, the best accounts of Fidelity, right? Yeah. You know this thing, like someone died and like the account just stays open and they don't sell and buy and sell constantly. Well, I should have bought, I should have bought more clearly, you know? Um, otherwise, God knows where I would be. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Diamond hey, Steve. Yeah, hey, Steve. <laughs> Let's go get our tendies, baby. I just learned about this. I just find <laughs> and this is sad because I love chicken tenders. So I to know that now tendies Wait, is like tender. a thing. Now you're starting over to GameStock. I love that video. I think he is genius, man. I'm like, I wanna I wanna see if we can go to a collab. Bobby, you gotta do a collab with Roaring Kitty. Yeah. You think you can get him on? maybe i don't know i just reached out to dave portnoy today via instagram just as a moonshot just to see maybe he'd come on yeah. and do an interview with me i'm yeah. trying to pull the angle of like robert you know listen you're going to be doing an interview with robert Kraft. you know someone right. who has the same name as your as the owner of your favorite team you yeah know, so i don't know I, maybe that would work i don't know i think i yeah. think that would be kind so of so we'll have him on each of us will be like uh we'll take a persona you can be robert Kraft, the owner thomas i don't know Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I like I like Portnoy, although like you know, it's kind of fun. I just hope people don't take it too seriously. 
Tom Brady? You know, no. A, you know, okay. Like a lot of things. We got uh, Steve as like the <laughs> international man of mystery. We don't know where he's going to be next. Oh, so, God. Yeah. But hey, Steve, I wanted to ask you this because this is, I mean, I know this is painfully obvious to, you know, maybe a, a few of our listeners here. Uh, yeah. And also even just amongst us, you know, we talk about, and I know Toby talks about this a lot, you know, because he's a deep value guy, but yeah. you know, why, why, why were, why did that value strategy get killed? Why did you get killed in those, in those three years? The companies what, did well. The yeah. companies did well. Uh, valuations shrunk. I mean, whatever you want to do it. If you're talking about book value, price to book or uh, price to free cash flow. Uh, price to EBITDA, 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 whatever you want to do, valuation shrunk. I mean, that's essentially it. That's why when you're in a rising market, a speculative market um, that actually has earnings or growth or something like that, you get a double whammy on the upside, which is good because you get um, multiple expansion and you also get that dramatic growth. And that's how you get those hundred baggers, you know? And on the, on the opposite side here, we had improvement in business conditions operational conditions for these companies, yet um, valuations widened, right? So risk decreased, risk decreased. These are these companies are less risky today uh, than they were, but uh, you know, the, the, the multiples are what they are. And I'm not sure, honestly, if they're gonna come back, it might be a long time till they come back if you're talking about balance sheet value investing, because it's a different world. You know, it's a different world. Um, and I don't think the traditional Ben Graham value investing balance sheet kind of uh, approach is, you know, it's safe. Uh, you can get reasonable returns, but I think there's there's probably better areas to be in right now and for the foreseeable future, even when there's a correction. Can you guys hear me? Am I, yeah. Am I I think the Geiger counter approach to value investing does not work, full stop. DFA, Gabe, not Gabelli, who's the other guy? Like uh, Royce, like these guys have just destroyed that. And good for them, thanks. Thanks for taking all the cream. Um, and you know, and, and, and even AQR and other quantitative shops that just do quantitative value investing stuff. It, the other issue you have, Steve, right, is you have sort of bifurcation and valuation between sort of- Total, and totally, and yes. Right? So you have this whole world of, institutional money management flowing in through ETFs and passive strategies, basically pushing valuations of everything above a certain market cap and all. And then you have everything that, you know, you're probably universe is, and, and even it, you get better valuations, but the question is like, unless you get it out of the company in cash, like you're not getting a ratings bump, unless you could sort of transition, you, you have like a Garpy company that you bought as a special sit and it sort of runs up into becoming something that is uh, has enough liquidity to be included in the indexes, to be included in like whatever, not just the S&P 500, but you know, the Russell 2000, yeah. people's ETFs, you know, and, and these things really matter because they really push around valuations in the public market. Um, and so you gotta be really careful as a value investor. Like you just have to get it out as cash. In the well, you're, you're yeah, dead. Like you're there's more reflexivity in the market now than there's ever been, yeah. right? And we saw that with Tesla because as soon as, as soon as you get that, you know, maybe overvaluation, then they can do an out-the-market offering. And now yeah. that supports what they're trying to create. And right. that happens, that can happen with smaller companies too. And you need that growth now, I think. Okay. Otherwise, you, you just you just can't invest in, in some of this stuff. And, you know, Soros was right. I, th I think we're at the zenith, <clears throat> the zenith of reflexivity. And I think people talk about Tesla being reflexive. I mean, talk about Bitcoin. Everything I mean, is like though. The most Everything reflexive is. thing we'll ever see. Yeah. yeah. Everything is. So, I mean, I think that's the environment we're in. That's where traditional value, balance sheet kind of value doesn't work as well because there was a reason these, these stocks trade below net cash or like they don't have a good story. They don't have those growth prospects. They don't have the charismatic leader. They don't, you know, so... Occasionally, you can find something there that's going through a transition that there's been an activist getting involved or there's like, you know, whatever, um, they've divested something or there's a special company specific thing going on. So the play is a special situation, the event driven stuff, the company specific thing. The play isn't simply buying a basket of magnets. So, so, Steve, so Steve, I'm going to ask a question that's going to sound very like segmenty on CNBC right now. So here it is. I mean... Would you say? Wait, what does that make you, Bobby? 
Are you, what's me, the guy with the hair? You know, the, the guy. The Car, Carl Quintanilla? I guess. Bob Pisani? Bob Pisani is, no, no. You know, like the good guy. The, the guy on industry. Alpha They're all good guys. Come on. Yeah. I, I no, but the one we like, the one that always interviews uh, Malone every year. What's his name? I, uh, I can't remember. I'll look it up. Ask me. But anyways. All right. So here's our segment then. Transition. Here, here it is. Take, Magic. Take. Here we go. This is our yeah. This is our first take question. Here we go. Our PTI segment is yeah. tradi- so is traditional value investing dead as we know it? Yes, obviously. <laughs> Dang. All right, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I gotta be like Tony. I gotta be. What, what's his name? The guy that hosts a uh, PTI, Tony. Uh, I gotta be like the one. Tony Kornheiser. No, Do you no, want to debate yes, that? PTI, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Around the horn. Tony, yeah, his his I mean, name is also Tony. I, I tend to agree. I think there's a lot more intangible property that creates value in companies. There's still sort of some balance sheet stuff you can do, of course, but I think it's just, it's been eaten away by a lot of participants in the market. And our job as value investors is to sort of skate where the puck is and, and, and use the tools we have today to do all kinds of crazy stuff that you can never do back in the day. Um, and, uh, and, and yet still have the overlay of value, meaning what am I paying and what am I getting? And sometimes that can mean a Garpy business. Sometimes it can be a total monopoly that you're getting at maybe you say 10 times earnings for a business or 10, you know, 10 times EBITDA for business. It's a, it's a monopoly, you know? So there, the value has a lot of, people say value is a big tent. I mean, that's kind of a weird way to put it, but there are variant, everything where I'd like to think, someone says, I'm sure people says a lot, it's like everybody should be a value investor in the sense of you should be thinking about what am I paying and what am I getting? And sometimes it looks a little different. I'm sure some VCs consider themselves value investors because some company with a similar product is- Well, Chamath does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he was less promotional and less- you know, sort of No, no, I'm saying he, he believes he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with some, a lot of the stuff he says, but I think, he, I think he's, his ego is getting pretty big and uh, you know, that's fine. Just, you know. keeps it it entertaining that's for sure all right guys i know we're i know we're kind of close to the end here so uh so that everybody can go back and doing you know steve can live the hacienda life tom can live the the italy life at the you know going on but thomas is in a basement base he's not even in italy i mean okay he's drinking a beer okay (laughs) best italian beer oh you probably what is that what kind of beer is that it's a minabrea Okay. Very recommended. Where? Why don't you? How cold is it outside there, Thomas? Can you get on a balcony or something next time? This is depressing. I told you, alfresco. I can't do alfresco. The wind will mess up the Wi-Fi. I told the you wind thing. will mess up the Wi-Fi. That's yes. It does make sense. All right, uh, we should do this again. This is fun. This is this good. Is I always love Thomas. We, we should get we should get Jeremy Deal on here too, man. I know. Yeah, I know, we get Jeremy I know, in here. I know he loves you guys. Same Wi-Fi issues. You know, Jeremy's a close friend as well. He's on the board here. Just just have a discussion of the directors of Enterprise Diversified and Keith Smith too. <laughs> yeah. and Leah, Kleinhammer. But uh, the problem is we all have our own internet issues. Jeremy does because in Amsterdam, at certain times of the day, they just shut the internet down. Yeah, it, it goes in and out. Uh, because of bandwidth yeah, really issues, yeah, band. It's just just gets overwhelmed sometimes. Um, Thomas, Thomas is traveling. I'm traveling here as well. But uh, yeah, this has been. We've had a good connection here. Uh, it's always great talking uh, to you, Thomas, and to you, Bobby. Um, what do you? What, what's the what's the parting remarks? Buy crypto, what are, Thomas. Should, what, what do you say? What should be the party? You know, I think, you know, what I think is interesting in crypto and this is, I'm stealing from Jeff Dorman and other people. So it's like, yeah. to talk about, but I think that there is a whole slew of potential value investors in crypto. What yeah. I mean that, yeah. There's tons of projects out there that trade for, well, not tons, but there are a number of projects out there that trade for either close to or less than the Bitcoin or Ethereum they have sort of in the kitty. Um, and you know, people will look at this and say, well, this is a governance token. And so you really don't have economic rights. So what is this? Uh, you know, like why do, but if you have a governance token, you can always change that into a financial token by the mere fact that you have governance over the structure. And, and so some of these are very cheap. So like, for instance, I don't own any of this, but I'm deeply fascinated with it. There is an insurance company called Nexus Mutual and it basically trade. Ciao. 
Grazie. Um, Ciao, baby. Ciao. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, um, the, the name is called Ciao. <laughs> Yeah. He's in a basement in Connecticut right now. This is all BS. I mean, this is all BS. He lives with his mother. He lives with his mother. He's in a basement. Mama, be down. Mom, be down. <laughs> What's it, old school or no? Uh, yeah. Wedding crashers? Wedding crashers. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. But anyway, it's Nexus Mutual. It's basically a net net, but in crypto. And I think. I haven't bought any. I just think it's deeply fascinating, this idea. They're basically, you know, if you're not into crypto, it's a little hard to scream what they do, but they basically do provide insurance contracts on DeFi networks. So if you post your like crypto collateral on a DeFi network and you want to make some interest uh, on it, so you make like 10% or whatever you're making, uh, you might want insurance on if there's an issue with a smart contract around the DeFi and Nexus Mutual will do that. Um, anybody can always ping me and I'm happy to tell them about stuff I think is interesting. That's one I think is definitely interesting because if it works, it's just incredibly interesting. And can you ever buy an insurance net net where the growth rate is 300% quarter over quarter? Like, no, like Lemonade, which just went public, maybe through a SPAC or just been IPO'd, went off like 14 times revenue. Um, if this company went off 14 times revenue, the, uh, the token itself would have to quintuple or something. So I'm not saying, I just think that's interesting. I, I think about, I want to think about like, how do we, how do we take the craft of value, value investing and take it in the 21st century? That's one area I think is very interesting. That is a great topic for another podcast. That we're ticker, do. ticker. Uh, I don't know. It's Nexus Mutual. So it's a, it's a token. So if you're going coin market cap. So you can't. Okay. So gotcha. It's a token. You got to buy the token <laughs> and you have to be, and there are other things you can do. Like you can stake and stuff like that. But the, if okay. you really want the token, it's, uh, hold on, I'll give you the token. What's the token? Oh, NXM, in for Nancy, X for Xavier, M for Mary. No, no, it's November. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know the, I don't know if the, uh... Yeah, Steve, what's the proper, what's the, is it, it's- Oh yeah, you're in November. the military, come on, yeah. Jack. Right, it's a November X-ray mic. <laughs> X-ray, okay, that November was actually really mic. good to know. I used, X to always was say I, like See, I always used to say xylophone for X. Now, that's a little I tough on the radio in Iraq or <laughs> Afghanistan. You got an X-ray. November X-ray mic. Okay, xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go through it? Do you want to try again? Yeah, you wanna, no, wanna, wanna, throw out some ticker symbols and we'll turn it into military. <laughs> <laughs> NATO code. NATO Actually, that's, that was my favorite bit that I think Dave Porno did last year is he took a Scrabble thing and just pulled out, just pulled out scrap. We talked about it on, I think, on a round table. Yeah. So pulled out scrap. We should do that with just military code signs for the letters. It's just, yeah. Right, here's throw here's the there. alphabet. Just throw it out. All right. I'll let you guys go. Where can everybody go and find more information on you, Steve, and then uh, and then you, Tom? Uh, on Bobby's T-shirt that he's he'll be promoting. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually find me on Clubhouse. <laughs> Stephen Keel, K-I-E-L, on Clubhouse. That's what we're going to promote this week. And uh, if you find if you have any interesting discussions, there was a good interview last night um, that uh, uh, what's his name from CNBC did of Bill Gates, uh, the, the the New York Times guy. I was his name, but uh, that was good. There was uh, Guy Spear has done some nice stuff on Clubhouse. So shout out to him. There's a discussion, a post Daily Journal discussion there. That was fun. Um, you know, bring it on. Find me on Instagram too. You want to you want to look at some pictures of PR? Find me on Instagram, Stephen right, Keel. I don't really do Instagram. I'm more I'm just, I do Twitter though. I have to say my my favorite thing of the year has been FinTwit. Oh, yeah, Twitter has like I mean there are a lot of smart people out there just a lot of dummies Twitter. too. By the way, well, yeah. <laughs> there's there's still some there's still some cream. There's like I mean full full disclosure though. A lot of smart people. Yes. If you feel the need to say there's a lot of smart people, that also means there's a lot. But I don't understand about Twitter people. is why do people the, the one person that doesn't like you feeling to come out and tell you? I'm like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> like, well, because they get your attention, right? That's the thing. You know, it's like brings trolling to a whole nother level. Then they're like, oh my gosh, Thomas responded. Thomas the fa world famous Thomas Brazil. <laughs> responded you know it's like why do people 
Yeah, Elliot, like look at these famous, really famous people, you know, not uh, really, really famous people. Why, why do people send replies to them? Like what, what do they get out of that? We're humans, because we're humans. Because like we're human and we want to connect and we want to- Yeah, insults though. Yeah, I mean, if you're adding value, that's that's great, but- I don't know what the insults are, but I thought you meant like, why do people reply? Like why do so many people read the negative stuff? I mean, I can't help but read it if someone puts it up. Uh, but I don't know why people pile on like that. I don't know. Well, we get, I know in the FinTwit community, this happens is we'll throw out some, you know, we'll talk about stocks and then somebody will just say something negative about the company that we talk about, even though they clearly know nothing about the particular company stock or situation, but they just will put something like that sounds stupid or you're an idiot or whatever. Like there's no way that's going to work or like, um, you know, whatever. And they clearly haven't, haven't done any research at all they just want to respond you know how, how stupid we are which and, like, no, and sometimes you don't you may not even get like a, a see it's one thing if they disagree you know and i appreciate when there's dissent it's just you yeah know, if, if it's not backed up by any yeah you know at least a response or a take you're kind of like well okay yeah you can't just say that's you know i would never invest in that company and that's that like well why you know and what, what is it no curse words. Bobby's gonna monetize his video. It's gonna, yeah. It's gonna, gonna edit out every, every, every curse. Look, just full disclosure. We, we've been nothing but like we, we've been cursing the entire show. Yeah. And so if so it comes out with no curse words, it's because Bobby <laughs> edited them all out. He edits out the ums and uhs. You know, this, this episode, this episode was so good. I'm not, you know, screw monetization on this one. You know, we're just gonna keep it as is. <laughs> so when you upload this to YouTube, it is not kid friendly, is what you're saying. <laughs> that is like the even 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 if it is even if it isn't kid friendly, you always say it's kid friendly. Come on, Steven. Come <laughs> Look, on, I mean, kid. The earlier it's like a drinking age, okay? The earlier they're exposed to this, the less they'll feel like inclined to take advantage. You know, so you know, it's like in Europe, right? If you're, you drink at an earlier age, it's probably less alcoholism because you know they're not binge drinking in college because they've been responsibly introduced to it. So if you're suggesting that some of these words can be, you know, respectfully introduced to like Thomas's children, right, at this age, <laughs> then then there's no reason to edit it out. Is what I'm saying. I, I only do this because if I don't do these, but if I don't go on YouTube, my okay, my my little kid's like, I don't, I don't know, what do you do? And then she's like, oh my God, you're on YouTube, you're famous. Hey, can we put this on Twitch? I mean, I don't know, what else do you have? We got Twitch, Twitch? we got Clubhouse. Where else do I got to put this I want to do live. You want to do a live one? Yeah, we'll let's, do, do, let's do live. We sh- we'll do a Instagram live. live? We'll let's do an Instagram live. live. As I, I will promise I will do a live one, one day as long as whomever comes on, they make sure to abide by our full disclosure rules. Of- and I've got... Bobby, I've got your tagline. What you're going to do is you're going to say, it's Bobby. It's B-O-B-B-Y, Bobby. And that could be your phrase. And what's yeah. funny about it is it's like, well, how else would you spell it? Like, what's, I don't know, what, what? Well, you know, there's a lot of it. B-O-B-I. Okay, we'll work on it. It's the B-O-B-B-I-E. I think Okay, I guess you could Cut that out. Cut that part out and edit it out. It needs to be whiteboarded. I'll work on the disclosure manual. So, you know, we'll have like a 200 page disclosure manual, Gary, every possibility, you know, and, and then we'll have that. Everyone will share it. We'll have to, we'll have a quiz. We'll have to have a test before we actually can actually, go on the Instagram that will live. Be the whole li- that actually will be the whole live stream is just the test on the disclosure. I mean, let's do a, let's this do a good content. Do, I want to do a video. Content. I, I, need, I, we could do stuff on distressed investing. That would be fun. Well, do, wait, I have to, I, you know, Steve, I haven't done a one-on-one interview with Thomas yet to get his whole investing philosophy. I, I, we should, we should do that soon. Yeah, it'll be fifty yeah. minutes of banter and ten minutes of just golden nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's up to the reader. It'll be ten minutes of Tom. It'll be ten minutes of Tom. Just be like, this is why. I'll tell you what. You're gonna upload this right on YouTube. Anyone who heard, who got far enough into this and heard the Nexium idea, Nexium or Nexium? Nexium? Nexium's a heart, uh, next a, a heart, next a heartburn medication, Nexium. So anyone who got that. Next is, next is. 
Next. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, I'm here. Yeah, I don't even know. Probably a Nexium as well, frankly. It's crypto. It's probably one of those. Well. Put it in the notes yeah, look, if you no, got this you know far. That's, that token is going to pump anyway. You know why? Because Nexus is a huge thing in WandaVision. So people are going to hear, oh, Nexus. And then they're going to go right and look for the nice token that has to do with Nexus. And they'll know nothing about Nexus Financial. And that token's going to go nuts. Well, because it was the mentioned in WandaVision. The fundies, the fundies, you know. So, do you have comments open on YouTube? Put the comments open on this one. Anyone who got this far, because that's a brilliant little nugget here. And I mean, it's a lot of fun to banter, and I always enjoy this. There's, there's good stuff with that. And there's some nuggets in here, though. The Namtai yeah, stuff yeah, is yeah. good stuff. Portfolio. Nexus is good. And so, put that Namtai in the. Goes, you know, Namtai is going in the title of this one. Yeah, well, look, I mean, okay, let's go back. Well, three months from now, we'll look back and we'll take our victory lap, or we'll, we'll not, you know, either way. Um, but again, hey, for us, because we bought it like five bucks, you know, heads, uh, heads I win, tails I don't lose too much. So, I just uh, bought more the other day. I just bought more the other day. So I'm not. You bought more today. I'm okay. Dollar price. I bought some material just under nine. Somebody, somebody's option. Somebody blew out of, somebody got exercised options and then they sort of blew out of the stock the moment they had. Yeah. Because on like yeah. Monday or Tuesday, like 100,000 shares like traded under, like very quickly, right on the open. So I bought some more, but it was it wasn't that opportunistic. It was eight sixty, eight seventy, eight eighty. That's basically there you go. Right. Okay, we'll take our victory lap in a couple months when it's at a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I mean, full disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure, because don't don't we're not promoting this in one way or the other. This is this is our personal opinion, and uh, in no way are we suggesting that people should follow or do your own research. Don't use any money that you can't otherwise lose. Uh, but there are a number of different ways and options to, to play it. Quote, Stay unquote. in school, don't do drugs, do your own research. <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place to end it right there. I love that. <laughs> Till next time, gentlemen. Wait, Tom, where can people go and follow you on Twitter? Uh, you know, it's just my name, Tom Brazil. I think it's just at Tom Brazil. And I have a little website, 507. People, the weirder you're, the weird, I only want weird ideas. Don't, don't call me with, I mean, net nets are cool too, but. The Look, I got this net. idea. It's, it's called Amazon.com. The, the, the <laughs> CEO just resigned. There's a special situation going on. Actually, you and, say uh, that. Wait, is there a spin out? AWS, this, this, the spin out, the AWS spin out could be for real, bro. <laughs> that would I'm be serious. Serious. I was thinking more of the spin out for the .co.uk. He could spin out .co.uk. I think he's going to spin out. AWS. I mean, you know, that'd be interesting. I mean, I've All heard right. rumors that AWS. All right, my internet's going out, so that's Amazon a sign that no, this is over. Right. <laughs> we'll pick. We'll pick that up in the next one. All right, dudes. All right, it's been a lot of fun. Love it. Good luck. Stay safe. Talk to you guys later. All right. Stevie, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> later.